You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. give an intro right now oh i don't want to do an intro are you prepared with an intro nope it's all okay. you great you're the second host yeah but am i <laughs> uh all right here we go i'm gonna, I'm gonna try it i'm gonna try the the all right folks we're just gonna rip it off immediately right. all right folks god that feels oh. wrong no, i don't like it I don't like it. I immediately don't like it. I hate it. All right. Uh, all right. All right. We miss, we miss Thomas. We miss obviously. Thomas. Welcome back to the Short Shift Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're keeping that in because mistakes belong in the pod. Uh, I am the second host, apparently, at this point. <laughs> Andrew truly is uh, just the guest host. But uh, but it's just, it's just Ian and Andrew. So the kids will play while dad's away. Uh, the kids will play while dad's away. Dad's over at uh, band practice right now, apparently. So good for him. Good for yeah, him. What's up with that? Is he, he's making music again, I guess. He's making music. Yeah. I'm love to, you love to hear it? <laughs> I, I haven't heard it yet. No, <laughs> Hopefully it's no. good. Maybe it's uh, yeah. terrible. It's, no, it's probably good. No, Thomas, it's good. It's good. It's good. So uh, second host. <laughs> <laughs> What we got? What we got today? Um, this is gonna be a quick one, I think. Uh, I think we shot our wad with the uh, trade deadline episode. Yeah, we basically have one game to talk about. Maybe look over at the West a little bit, and that's pretty much where we're at. But I would like to do a little shout out to Orlov, first star of the week last week. Nine points in four games. That's uh. Or nine points in his last five, if you want to get really technical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make it sound piece. make it sound as good as possible. <laughs> He's been brilliant. He's been so good. I, it's become very clear that he's going to be on that left side with McAvoy, and that's absolutely what should what the plan should be. Yeah. His advanced stats, I don't have them all in front of me, but people were like breaking down like what the shot totals were while he was on ice uh, and just against top lines and everything. Every game he's been with us, whoever's playing against the McAvoy or Love uh, pairing does not get shit. They, they can't even sniff the net. It's right. gorgeous. That's beautiful. That's Are you worried that they're not going to have Grizz in on game one for the playoffs? No. Um, I think that they're... I think there's they're going to continue they're going to continue the rotation. I don't think I, I think it's way too soon. Fluto Shinzawa of the Athletic came out with an article uh, the other day that said after after the Rangers game actually and said is this the, the this is the lineup this is the lineup that the Bruins are going to are going to trot out there game one and I'm like hold on <laughs> yeah like let's pump the brakes on that we have and everyone games and they, everyone is holding on to that everyone's holding on to that the thing about Derek forward is that i understand i understand his value on the penalty kill mm -hmm. it's 
the penalty kill is different when he's not there. But he's getting whipped five on five and has been ever since he came back from his injury. But there's that little sneaking thing about Matt Grizzlick's injury history and readiness for the playoffs. Are Which, you- I mean, is not a concern right now. I mean, obviously, the health is important. And I mean, it's a concern because he's a human being. Uh, but it's if he is your 60 and goes down, then boom, you have four board. Yeah. Like that's that's the point. Here's my concern on that is. We've seen very little of a Grizz-Clifton pairing. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine that being a good pairing. That Lindholm, doesn't make sense. Lindholm on the third pairing so he could be with Clifton. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's a bit of a waste. Well, I just... That you care fucks. Yes, Lindholm-Clifton absolutely would be baller, but a Grizz Clifton, like you don't have anyone who's accountable enough defensively, not to say either of them are poor defensively. Grizz is excellent defensively. He is, but, it's, but, but it's a, he's I think not it's, your stabilizing force on the, on the pair. No. Okay. I think Whereas like Orlov is a stabilizing force. Lindholm is McAvoy is Carlo is mm-hmm. yeah. because when he's healthy defensively, he's one of the best defensemen as far as shut down defenseman, he's one of the best in the league analytically. Yeah. Like there are numbers to back that one up as much as people don't like Carlo. Well, Carlo, Carlo doesn't hit. So therefore Carlo is bad. Amongst other reasons. Again, when his DD does make a mistake, it's so glaringly terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the curse of the defensive defenseman. We've talked about this before. It's the curse yeah. of the defensive defenseman. 95% of the time when your job is being done, no one notices. It means you're doing a really good job. That means yeah. when you're being noticed, you're doing something really bad or really unexpected, like scoring a goal. <laughs> right. And all I'm saying is if Forbort is in over Grizz come playoff time, it's more so because there isn't a lineup to be made with Clifton and Grizzlick. Mm-hmm. Whereas, obviously, you trust the Forbort clifton line to a certain degree. Oh, I hate it. I do hate it. I mean, I do I hate it. Too. get what you're saying, but I know it's not about better. It's about fit, better playing. It's about fit. And I mean, speaking of fit, Craig Smith had two goals in his first game uh, as a capital. What? That game was weird. It was weird. And obviously, I don't expect him to get two goals every game. But, like, maybe that's going to be a better fit for him. We can be happy about that. Yeah, you know, we, like, yeah, we can we, we, we can be happy about that. Counterpoint, the Washington Capitals aren't going to score eight goals in 32 minutes again. You know, they were up two to nothing. They were up two to nothing. The Sharks were up two to nothing with, I believe it was 11 minutes left in the second period and ended up losing eight to three. Capo Kakinen, sorry, Tia, Capo Kakinen was absolutely killed. He's he's, he's dead. He's the man is dead. A murder occurred on that ice. Yeah. And Craig Smith was part of it. So good for him. It's also the Sharks. So, like, you know. Yeah. Take yeah. that for what you will. Yeah. Uh, 19 first, wins. What, what? So uh, wrapping all the way back, Orlov, excellent. Uh, he creates an issue for us as far as what the lineups are going to be. It's the best issue you can have right now. And oh, yeah. if you didn't think it solved the problem before, you, you do now. We have 
we have backup defensemen now. An injury does not completely derail this playoffs, yeah. depending on what the injury is, obviously. We're not going to have uh, a uh, 2017 situation where Tommy Cross plays 20 minutes in a playoff game. I knew we were talking about the series of the Discord, and I knew you were going to fucking bring it up. That series is such a fucking sore spot for me because it was the worst. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. It was six you years ago. Literally climbed into the trap that I set for you. <laughs> I just hate it so much. I I've said this before, probably on this podcast, but every time uh, we talk about championships won or lost, and I start bitching about 2013, which like objectively we probably should have lost that series anyway. Like that was that series was what it was, but. <laughs> Every time I start talking about that, someone will bring up 2019. I, I kind of like feel like I'm still processing 2013 from a decade ago. <laughs> and I'll start working on 2019 when I'm done with 2013. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Who knows? It might be three more decades. Um, or this year solves everything and I don't care anymore. That's not true. I, I think that way. I think that would be Hey, you know, they have to win a cup for Ian's sanity. For my sanity. Nothing else that's like, what they, that's what they nothing need to else. do. Uh, also, so kind of branching back to the actual play that we got to see, the Rangers game was eye-opening for a couple of reasons. Is Patrick Kane bad, my column? Is he bad? Is he actually? So they're, they're having a very predictable problem. I think that game was really fun, first of all. Yeah. Panarin wants to get Kane goals so badly. It That is a serious issue that Gerard Gallant needs to address right now. Do you know how when you watch our first power play unit, which we could talk about that too, actually, you watch our first unit and you go, hey, we're probably really easy to defend because the whole time we're just trying to feed pasta. The whole time. Mm -hmm. It's just get it to pasta. That's really easy to defend. So when where are you going time, with the scene? So when you're coming down the ice five on five over and over and over again, and Panarin's only looking at Kane, you're like, oh yeah, I'll just cover this one guy. That'll that'll do it. That's the game. Ray Ferraro gets a lot of shit, but he made a really really good observation. Whenever Panarin had the puck. He was never going north-south. It was always east-to-west because he was trying to create... He was trying to create passing lanes to Kane, who was always out ahead. Yep. Kane is cherry-picking. Brutal on that shorthanded goal to Nosek. He is literally standing right next to Nosek. Doesn't even try. Doesn't he, he has his back turned to him. Doesn't even try. And... and First of all, when Nozick gets behind you, there's a problem. But yeah. what did you think of what did you think of Kane's little poke trick? <laughs> oh my god! I just it's so listless and silly. And look, in three weeks from now, we might be like, "Damn, this is actually great." They they solidified. They know what they're doing on the ice together. Awesome for them. But I right now it's Gallant's got to fix that. Gallant's got to fix that. On our end of the ice, though, Bertuzzi, what did you think? <laughs> absolute bulldog um loved that pass on the boards to coil for that the first goal on that one timer i didn't know that was the first goal coil had scored in over a month it doesn't matter it just no 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 that's it that that was actually the point i was about to make it was the first goal he had scored in over a month 
and didn't notice because he's been playing so well. <laughs> yeah, because defensively, he's he is our new like the third the third line is just a defensive juggernaut right now. Because he they, obviously he's not going to be like yeah obviously he's not going to be like a finalist for this and up to 40 players can get votes on this. But do you think he gets any Selkie points this year? No, there's two guys on the team who would get votes before him. Mm-hmm. So that starts kind of pushing you off. Nah, um, you're, you're probably right. But I think it's definitely worthwhile in the conversation. He's been so consistent. He starts a lot of his shifts in the defensive zone, which is why I thought the Bertuzzi fit there was a little weird. Cause I'm like, wow, it's where I'd put him too, obviously to start, but Bertuzzi's so bad defensively, mm-hmm. which he had a couple of nice back checks. I was kind of yeah. impressed by. Well, that that that's what he does is that he he creates havoc. It's not really playing defense more than just being a fucking Tasmanian devil on the ice. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that, will, that is a form of, of defense. <laughs> it's not really structurally sound, but it's there. <laughs> I was really surprised though. Um, they that they're really looking the, at that as a long term solution because Coyle is really going to have to cover for this guy, mm-hmm. but. Bertuzzi on the forecheck and then the pass through the legs to get to coil the vision just to see him through bodies like that. Mm-hmm. Bertuzzi's a great ad. If he's on your third line, you're doing pretty damn well. That's that's why that's why he was that's why he was acquired. You even said yourself you were watching a lot of tape on him and he's a he's a playmaker. He's a pass first playmaker who knows how to move the puck around. And can put the puck in the net too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I think we're really going to love him and good start. Just like the other two that we've acquired, just good start. We we do not have to wait for an adjustment period for any of these guys. Yeah, yeah, and apparently every team that adds adds significant pieces had to has to considering uh, if you listen to the ESPN broadcast, who would just not stop harping on. They need, oh, Kane needs some time to adjust. Tarasenko needs time to adjust. There is going to be an adjustment period. Meanwhile, Dmitry Orlov has nine points in five games. Garrett Hath- Garnet Garrett. Garnet Hathaway has two assists in five games and is just a general menace on defense yeah. and penalty killing and speed through the neutral zone and finishing every check. And Bertuzzi just looked like he looked like he fit like a glove. But every team needs an adjustment period. So I will, I'll push back on that slightly just because, yeah, I mean, it is fair to say adjustment period, especially for a player like Kane, who's used to being the guy and absolutely should not be the guy anymore. At one point, though, they said something along the lines of, well, maybe he's taking time to adjust because he is shocked from being traded. Which was maybe the dumbest thing I've heard all month and I'm on Twitter daily. Like that's, that's a pretty tough threshold to break. He facilitated the fucking trade. I was going to say, I I was going to say that trading the Rangers, I was going to say that, you know, getting traded can be an adjustment period. So maybe there's validity to the validity to that. But then you think about it for longer than two seconds. Yeah, (laughs) it was his decision. He tried to go to one place and one place only. Have you ever heard a bitch about another trade? That was so weird. I just uh, that was so weird. Uh, this is really turning into just a, a Rangers podcast at this point. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the short blue shirt and the, the blue shirt short shift. Short to be fair, there was that one game that Thomas <laughs> put a bunch of stickers on Rangers jerseys. So that's 
Oh man, that himself. was that was that Bulls. good. That was good stuff. That was good fucking stuff. Thomas, we miss you, man. <laughs> uh i'm so glad we beat the raiders though and we've won 10 in a row which is neat mm -hmm. i won predictions this week which is less neat but still neat no it's it, it's it's neat i've gotten points in like i think three straight weeks now oh have you well, that's pretty good yeah i i haven't touched a win in a long time mm -hmm. um but that's okay that's not okay but it's okay i'll, it's, I'll live with it yeah it's fine it's fine <laughs> Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Um, Holland Foligno. All season. Foligno. It's not. It's just Foligno. It's just it's easier to say it the way I'm saying it. It feels better to say it the way that I'm saying it. No, don't. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't police how I feel, Ian. Stop gaslighting me. Um, so there's no real update on them. Like this sort of is weird little. I don't. I you think there's a cloak the and dagger is. thing going on. Well, you know, like you know, tight lipped. So yes, tight lipped. But like, I don't blame anyone right now who's going cap circumvention, because it really is very like a cloak and dagger. And you go, well, it, it, are they doing something they shouldn't be doing? I don't know. It, it's easier Lino to see. Is very definitely hurt. He, there was a yes, picture Lino of him in a, at a concert, and he had a big old honking fucking metal brace going halfway up his leg. He's I definitely hurt. fully believe both are hurt. I, I really do. I'm just going to believe yeah. the reports. Well, and, and I fully believe both are hurt to an extent that they're going to they're out long term. I don't think anybody's being left out on purpose, if that makes any sense. Yes. And I just don't understand the there's no timeline they keep talking about how like maybe for the playoffs right yeah but they haven't said like a four to six week thing cervelli cervelli had keeps saying four weeks but nobody else has anything official right which makes it which is which is a little weird they just said for the playoffs sweeney said we hope to have him back for the playoffs which is a very vague, you know, that could mean April or June there, Don, like. Right. And so I, I obviously this if Hall is back for the playoffs, like huge. Felino, he's part of this team. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I'm way more concerned about Hall right now. Mm -hmm. And the and same. The, actually, that brings up another question. Hall comes back. Hall and Felino both come back. Who sits? Out of the Ford group. Obviously, AJ Greer. Yeah. Who else? We talked about this a little bit on the Discord, but I want to get more full fleshed out thoughts from you. I think at the end of the day, it is matchup dependent, but in a perfect world, you start in that role on the fourth Lauco, and you have uh, Felino as your 13th forward. Unless there's another name I'm forgetting right now. Do we shove two guys out of the lineup there? I think you may have shoved two guys out there, bud. Because right now, with health, might here, here, so many people in. Here's mine. Here, well, here's mine with full health. Right. Marshawn Bergeron. Marshawn Bergeron. Uh, Debrusque. Yeah, you don't touch that. Yeah, Zaka Krejci Pasternak. You might touch that, but still, I guess they keep performing better than their analytics. So whatever. Paul Coyle Bertuzzi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Frederick. 
Uh-huh. No sick. Uh-huh. Hathaway. Oh, that's right. Okay. So yeah, we yeah. Lago's still out. And then yeah, Felino's out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally forgot about Hathaway for a second there. Yeah. No, I think I think, luxury. <laughs> I think that's the best lineup. I think that's the best lineup. And I actually still put Lauco ahead of Felino a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because and obviously I don't I don't roll Lauco for five games straight. Oh no, no. no Lauco's an NHL player. I don't think Lauco's an NHL playoff player yet. Right. He he plays two games and maybe if he starts slowing down in the second you switch him or whatever. You kinda have you gotta put him in the you kinda I know I'm about to I know I'm about to trigger the St. Louis part of you, but you kinda put him in a in a Carson Kuhlman situation. Mm, great. Yep. That's mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Where yeah, it's like I loved when Kuhlman was on the ice. Fucking <sighs> sorry, go on. What were you saying? <laughs> At first, I was like, I, I thought I made a pretty good point. Oh, the lack of depth on that team was just crazy. Carson Kuhlman, second line, right wing, game seven. I almost just vomited. Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Am I really not remembering that he was on the second line? He sure was. Did somebody get shot? was between I'm, him and Bacchus. I'm kidding. Oh, that's right. God damn it. The lack of depth on that team was nuts. I wish I had you guys as kind of like iron trap of a mind for remembering lineups and stuff. Anyway, can we move on? To, it's to kind, talk it's about kind of, it? No, it's kind of torturous. I don't think you want that. Yeah, don't. Maybe that's why I don't have it is I just want to, you know, well, your brain's like, I, rege- I reject this. I literally reject this. <laughs> uh, what was the point you're making? So yeah, you put him in a rotation. You you kind of have yeah. him. Yeah, Loco Loco is this year's Coolman, but you don't play him on the second line. You're able to play him on the fourth line and play him eight minutes when you need a spark. Yes. And we've already seen from Monty that he will happily play our top dogs 19 minutes. Uh like the, the top six will at least get 19 minutes before the fourth is really relied on. And AJ Greer will get three minutes and fifty-two seconds. Yes. What a weird time on ice that was against the Rangers. He must have done something that I just didn't see. That like he must have pissed somebody off. Yeah, probably Monty. Monty was yeah, like, you would assume the coach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think th- I, I I think that means I think that means Lauko's back in tomorrow. That'd be fun. Look, these spark plug guys are important, and and the rotation isn't an insult to either of them. It's no. a hey, you're still working your way into the lineup. This is how this works. Sometimes all of you are pushing. All of you are pulling on the same rope, and you're pulling towards the same thing. So yeah. Yeah. What do we got? So that's your lineup. Mm-hmm. I still am. I'm just so concerned about that, but I'm trying not to get worried about it. Other than that, I mean, that's kind of what we had going this week. I kind of wanted to ask a question that's looking way too far forward, though. But now this is what we're actually going to be watching for is first round matchup. It has six candidates right now, five candidates. Six will, somewhat realistic candidates. Yes, yes. Uh, and I will say the only team I am truly scared of in that situation, which is going to be weird considering they just got they just got off getting bodied by Anders Bjork. Yeah, yeah. Is Ottawa so scared of? What define scared of? I think they would have the best chance to pull off the upset. Yes, they're the least they them in Buffalo are the two teams. I'd be like, I'd prefer neither of you guys. <laughs> I'd prefer not. Thanks. Yeah, let's see. OK, let's go through down the list. 
Pittsburgh, gentlemen sweep. There's literally nothing in Pittsburgh that I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Like again, this could all just blow up in our face. Who fucking knows? But yeah, I mean, it's weird. But Pittsburgh is probably your. I would love to play them. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Islanders. Outside of Sorokin, same thing. It's like, yeah. No, there Sor- it is. Outside of Sorokin, Sorokin, yeah, Sorokin could go nuclear for yeah. six games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buffalo. They have enough, like, actually game breaking pieces that are young and are just going to have these weird games. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to have a hat trick here. Like, they change Thompson just going. Tage Thompson, uh, Darlene, if he's if he's healthy, Ukopekalukunen, uh, God, that's so hard to say. Uh, UPL has been really solid for them, and I, I've, I've liked that goalie coming up. Um, they just have players that you go, okay, that is a real team. Of course, I'm confident in beating any of the teams that we're listing right now, but they're one of the ones where I'm like, ah, they have pieces, man. Right. But the consistency shouldn't be there for them. No, not yet, but they 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 have a lot of players on the ice that can put the puck in the net and that can be scary. Yeah. Caps. Yeah, okay, I play the caps, that's fine. <laughs> name a part of the caps that you're afraid of. Alexander Ovechkin. Okay, for seven games? No. Yeah. And that's the thing is we already took one of the guys away that like would injure our players. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson may not be right until next year. So is it weird that I genuinely like I feel for that that franchise's fan base just because I don't know, like I hate Wilson, but they have had a rough fucking year with injuries and everything, and they were never promised to do any great things. But I thought their depth really had something going for them if they could have stayed healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit happens. Panthers happen. I would love to play the Panthers. We are designed to beat the Panthers. You've got a good offense, which they should, although they're not. They don't, but they're designed to have a good offense. We have an analytically inclined offense. Yes. We have the defense of the league. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even need to say number one. We are the defense in this league. They cannot... I mean, outside of us completely falling on our faces, like the Panthers are one of those teams where we're just so designed to beat a strong offense and shitty defense because our offense is good enough to put pucks in the net and our defense is good enough to keep them from keeping up with us. Mm-hmm. And that Senators. seems to be a great team to play. And yeah, the Senators are the other concern. Again, they're not healthy. Um, Their goaltending, I don't trust. Mads Sogard and Kevin Mandelise are their goalie tandem right now. Yeah. Who I, I and who? Problem with uh with that is Talbot is supposed to be there. He's on my fantasy team. He's been dead for half the year. Uh so oh, yeah, what sucks. happened? What happened to him? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he just poof. He had a lower body injury. He was out for what was day to day, and then it was week to week, and he was out for an extended amount of time. And then just this morning they're like oh he's injured again and i'm like okay how why how when well i mean anton forsberg's legs exploded so we know we know for that guy yeah how do you tear both of your mcls have a player land directly on both your kneecaps yep (laughs) thank you for answering the question honestly (laughs) you asked and Uh, you answered very good (laughs) so yes i would rank senators uh 1a uh buffalo 
one uh, B as teams, and I'm like, I'd really rather not be you guys, which is guaranteed now that it's going to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. They they have just as good of a point percentage as the Bruins do since I believe for the last like six weeks or something. Really? Yeah, they've clawed their way back in. They're like twelve four and one or something like that. Over the last twenty games, we're sixteen sixteen three and one. Hmm. They, I'd be surprised if they were 16-3-1 over their last. Maybe they are. Shit. I, I, no, I, they clawed their way back into the playoff race and and, and murdered uh, Detroit. Sorry, Jumpy. I, I made this joke uh, on one of the skits, which is cursing us as usual. Um, just basically being like, oh, I just haven't had to look past number one in the standings in a while. Uh, that has some truth to it. Some of the teams that have like gone on little runs here or there, I haven't really noticed because I'm like, eh, okay, good for you. You ripped off six in a row. Neat, I guess. We're on a 10-game winning streak, and it's barely registering around the league. No one gives a shit. Everyone's just like, yeah, okay. They're just just really good. And someone even said, like, is that not even their longest? Like, no, it's it's actually our longest by, like, three games this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just we don't – we have had one streak of losing four or five, and then every other one was like five wins, a loss, four wins, a loss. Love it's to see to be it. a Bru- It's good to be a Bruins fan, man. Right now oh, it is. This, this is either going to be the greatest end to a season or the worst. Um, I'll still enjoy the regular season. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to plan on doing is getting a, a friend of the show I'm going to commission him to make a poster of this roster. I, I want to remember this roster. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go oh, check geez. out Born Bruin Media on Twitter, guys. It's uh, at Born Bruin 77. Dude's a, oh, dude's a great follower yes. on Twitter. Great graphic Man, designer. Love you, bud. Yeah. And I, I think that's what I'm going to ask him to do if he's not listening already. So, buddy, I'm going to commission you to do that. Uh, other than that, let's take a quick look at a couple of the other teams. Um, why do the Leafs have eight defensemen? <laughs> like, why do the like Leafs on have eight, roster? Well, I, here's a better question: Why do the Leafs have eight defensemen and then insist on playing Luke Shen as the top pair? Yeah, and they're benching their best guy too, Lilligren. Yeah, not their best, but like one of their best. They keep well, they traded him. Sandine and apparently he's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, Sandine's good, but you know what? Leafs fans told us that when he got traded. Mm-hmm. Yep. they're like yeah i get why you have to do this because you need the, the guy now not the guy who he's going to be but like he was crushing those third period minutes and yeah. every leafs fan that was paying attention would tell you the same thing and for the first few games with the caps he's crushing those second pair of minutes yeah he is yeah he looks really good good for him you hate to see a trade blow up in the leafs face right yeah i really do eric gustafson hmm, your eighth defenseman Woo. <laughs> Woo. hey i did want to ask though before we just dunk all over the leaves we well, the west is wide open but so obviously i think my pick was calgary i think does that register to you i think it was calgary uh, who's uh who's the best team in the west right now Part of me wants to say it's the Avalanche until they're uh, dethroned. Healthy, it's the Avalanche, right? Healthy, it's the Avalanche. Right now, I mean, shit, like, dig through a hat. Right. The Knights, the Stars, the Jets. I said the Stars, like, a couple weeks ago, and then they went on, like, a five-game losing streak. 
I like the Jets a lot. Yeah, I think the Jets are very good. I think the I think the Jets did really. I think the Jets did really well in the trade deadline, and they added the exact kind of piece they needed. Yeah. Um, I mean, quietly adding a top six guy like that, perfect. Yeah, and I I I like I like the co I like um I like the coaching bonus seems to be. Bonus seems to be a good fit over there in the fact that he's not Paul Maurice more than he's Rick Bonus. <laughs> so yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it, and still have Helia Buck, who is all who is a perennial, who is a perennial Desna finalist. Yeah, so. Buck is. I I would still go uh, healthy. It's the Abs, but I I think Winnipeg and Dallas are your two right below that. Yeah, I don't Where trust do Vegas Mike's right then? now. Where do you rank Vegas? fourth i guess behind those teams mm-hmm. maybe behind the kings now that the kings seem to like corpus is going to be good for them um yeah i don't know i i it's probably above the kings but i don't trust uh, vegas right now wow. they have the star power to go on a heater but they just they can't get any consistency going they're underwhelming they're underwhelming and and ever since mark stone went out jack eichel has has fallen off the planet I mean, Mark Stone's the the cold of that engine. He really, oh, he is. really I, is. I feel so bad for that guy too. We're talking about a lot of people. I feel bad for right now. Yeah, yeah. we got some. <laughs> just can't stay healthy. Yeah, man. Would that's... you consider Vegas one of the bigger surprises this year that they just can't seem to? I mean, we looked at that division and we went, "Well, okay, last year they weren't healthy. They're healthy this year. They should win this division with twenty points." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they're not healthy. <laughs> like, it's just it's just happening again. Yeah, Cotter, one of their better young players, just went down. So, yeah, it's true. Like it's, it is one of the bigger surprise. Considering that they're leading the Pacific, which isn't isn't an achievement. Really. Yeah, no, you certainly wouldn't brag about it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I think it is the Stars because the Avalanche just can't get any traction whatsoever. Keith Kincaid is now their backup goaltender. I mean, go have fun with that. Mm. Good for Kincaid, I guess. Good for Kincaid. Made the, like we said, like we said on Saturday, he made the right decision. Yeah, for sure he did. Yeah. Uh, we got about three minutes left. So we can do predictions. In three let's minutes. do predictions real quick. Yeah. Um, so this is a four game week. Yep. Um, I'm going to need the I'm going to need you, Ian. Give me the yeah. Oilers on Thursday versus the Oilers. Uh, I'm just going to predict all wins because I'm lazy. I'm going to go with a 4-2 to two dub. 4-3 to three overtime dub for me. Okay. I think this is. I think this, this one's going to be a drag meet. Uh, Red Wings, and I want you to do it twice because we're on a back-to-back home-and-home with them. Okay, Saturday the first one, first one is home for us. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be weird here. I'm gonna go three zero shoddy. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And then the next game? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do back to back shuddies. <laughs> All Mark Swim and back to back shuddies, book it. <laughs> I'm gonna do a three two dub uh for the next game. Much All right. closer. And the Blackhawks. Oh, you're not gonna do your Red Wings real quick? Okay, do Red Wings real quick. Uh four two dub on Saturday. And then, Jambi, this one's for you. A 3-2 loss on Sunday. No. Yep. Traitor. Mm-hmm. 
I want to say a like six zero win over the Blackhawks, but I won't. Uh, I'm gonna go with a five to one dub. Over you the stole mine, so I'm gonna go shutty four nil dub. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Okay, oh, we crushed it. We did crush it, Thomas. Uh, get your predictions in on the short shift Twitter. Uh, as soon as you can, just so they're out in the public record. And just know that I will beat you this week. Also, uh, thank you to everyone who's been sharing the video, the, the podcast and everything, because we, we took a big little bump this past month. So we really did. And we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for listening. And yeah, quick, we- clean to the point. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Go Bees. Go Bees. Go Bees. Go bees.